0: Hey, hey, this is Lizzie with Love Day Coaching, and this podcast is about you. Yes, you. Every week, there's a brief message with a series of questions to help you hear yourself. We spend so much time listening to what other people say and watching what other people do. This space is a few minutes for you to step outside of what other people say figure out what you need to say or do to flourish and thrive. This is about you. Hello, hello. It's Lizzie here. Welcome to This Is About You. One big question to start off today is, are you a perfectionist? Now, maybe you think you're not a perfectionist because your house is messy or you're not on time or you're not doing something well enough. The statistic going around says that 92% of us are perfectionists. Okay, and perhaps you're thinking now that, well, what about that sloppy person next door or the family member or the co-worker who doesn't seem to quite get it, if you know what I mean? Are they part of the 92%? Could it be that they are actually perfectionists too? Could it be possible that most of us are perfectionists, even the sloppy and late parts of us? And either the other 8% of us are lying or they've tapped into something that more of us could use in our lives. If 92% of us are perfectionists, what do the other 8% know? I was reading the book, Get It Done by Sam Bennett in her book, She lists the Symptoms of Perfectionism. I'm going to share those here. And since this is about you, see how these symptoms might show up for you. The symptoms of perfectionism are, I endlessly, endlessly think everything all the way through and I'm not able to stop. I'm not really trusting anyone else to do things properly. I feel that if I can't succeed, I probably shouldn't try. I'm convinced that other people are judging my work and often feel like I'm coming up short as if I'm being graded all the time. I need other people to notice and appreciate how I'm working. I'm unwilling to start something unless I'm pretty sure I can rely on the outcome. I have unrealistic if not impossible expectations for myself. I have unrealistic expectations of what I can accomplish in a given period of time. What came up for you in those symptoms? Do any of those sound familiar? These symptoms demonstrate how perfectionism is often behind procrastination and a lack of performance just as much as it is often behind overreaching exhaustion and burnout. It plays a huge role on both sides of the coin. Our behavior is so attached to the outcome and how it's perceived that we are either paralyzed from taking action or we are pushed like a shameful and abusive old friend. Just to get it out there, I want to communicate that approaching the creation of this podcast episode brought out a serious perfectionism battle in me. Ah, me talk about perfectionism perfectly? Ah, I almost didn't even do it because I struggled to get past the unrealistic expectations I have for myself. Is it intellectual enough? Funny? Interesting? Helpful? Does my voice sound like I have a big potato in my mouth? Ah! And what will the perception of those who listen to it be? I found myself on the verge of deciding to quit this week because of it. Ah! And I was putting too much pressure on myself to control the result. I realize there is this desire in me to control what you, the listeners, think about it in order to protect myself from failure. And that really isn't about you, is it? Then it becomes about me. And this really is about you. In her book, Addicted to Perfect, Vital Hardin talks about how she thought the way to success was perfectionism. She grew up in a household where perfectionism was indirectly encouraged. If everything looked good on the outside, her grades, her weight, her clothes, her extracurriculars, then she received praise and she built her life around that to protect her insecurities. Does this sound familiar at all? In the end, she discovered it was counterproductive to success and was actually holding her back from true progress. On the outside, things looked amazing. But on the inside, she knew she wasn't making real progress. How can we truly progress unless we we let those insecurities out? Perfectionism overcomplicates our lives and minds. It just does. It actually makes tasks more challenging and inefficient. We just don't realize it most of the time. When perfectionism is firing through our neurological pathways, it diminishes the genuine value within ourselves and others, because it causes us to lose sight of what we actually can do in any given moment to contribute meaningfully. Unfortunately, perfectionism sucks up precious energy that could be used to seize the moment instead. The World Health Organization has noted that there is a record number of people around the world who are suffering from serious depression or anxiety disorders. And most notably, this is among younger people. A study published in the Psychological Bulletin measured college students' responses to a multi-dimension perfectionism scale. And this was done from 1989 to 2016. And this scale measures three types of perfectionism. Number one, socially prescribed perfectionism, and that's excessively high social expectations. Number two was self-oriented perfectionism, which is excessively high expectations of self. Number three was others-oriented perfectionism, which is excessive high expectations of others. In this research, they measured college students based on this scale. And they found that there is a significant increase in all areas over time. But most notably, in recent years, there's an increase in socially prescribed and others-oriented perfectionism. And that is just up to 2016, So I'm curious, what it be up until now? What that boils down to is this. Recent generations perceive that others are more demanding of them, and they in return are more demanding of others. When we're living in perfectionism, we can't help but put those same expectations on the people around us. And then that shameful and exhausting cycle continues. We... Add a worldwide network of images and social media representations into the mix, and, well, the pressure can feel insurmountable. Could our efforts to move away from perfectionism even be perfectionistic? That's a question to ask. Get curious about that. Our efforts to try to get away from perfectionism, to be more accepting of others, is there actually a a perfectionistic element to that. How to stop this cycle? Well, the perfectionistic person inside of me says, Oh, this is way too big of a bone to chew on. What might help us keep chewing on that bone? Perhaps start noticing some things within yourself first. Where does perfectionism show up within you? Get honest. That's what has to happen if we're going to make this about you. You've got to get honest about how this shows up in you, not in someone else. It starts with you. This is the first place to start. It might feel a bit scary. You might feel insecure recognizing this. The perfectionist in you might convince you that you are not actually a perfectionist. Some things to start noticing. Are you avoiding things? What are those things? Are you having ruminating thoughts and conversations? Are you working to the point of diminishing returns? That's when you keep putting in more effort, but you get more tired and receive fewer results. Does your self-critical voice have the volume turned up? Are you bitter and resentful of your tasks or the way you show up to do them? Do you have the image of someone you know in the back of your mind, judging your behavior, either giving you a metaphorical gold star or withholding one? Are you trying to control circumstances in rigid ways and unable to adapt to changes or the opinions of other people? Look inside, see where these show up, and then practice stepping back to look at the bigger picture. First ask, is this really a life or death situation? Are you safe? And if yes, then try asking these three questions. The first is, why am I doing this or wanting this? Second, can this be done easier? The third is, what would it look like if I just was trying to get, a, get mediocre results instead of perfect results? The first question was, why am I doing this or wanting this? This is how we find out what the umbrella purpose is. The umbrella is the main covering over all the raindrops of tasks and ideas. For an umbrella, the purpose is to protect you from the rain. All the other little details happening underneath the umbrella might not really have anything to do with that purpose. Identifying the real reason for doing what you're doing can be really helpful. For me, I'm writing this podcast to offer space for people to hear themselves and figure out what they need to flourish. Does it need to be complicated to do that? No. Most important is that you have the space to ask how this shows up in your own life and then ad- identify at least one step to take moving forward. Is my delivery perfect? No. <laughs> but how will it improve, improve if I don't at least try? Where does perfectionism show up for you? Ask why you are wanting whatever it is that you want or what you think you need to do. Ask why you're doing it. Is it to enjoy a meal with your family or friends or to go out on a particular adventure or to speak your opinion? What is it for you today? And ask why. What is the main umbrella purpose behind this? Then the next question was, can this be done easier? Overcomplicating things is what perfectionism does well. Ask, is there an easier way to do this? If it is to go out on an adventure Are there too many details in regards to where you go, who goes, what the mood is, how challenging it is, what the weather will be, etc. that are holding you back from actually going and enjoying yourself? Why is having a simple adventure important to you? Find that why and figure out how can that be created in a simple and imperfect way today? The third question was, what would it look like if I was just trying to get mediocre results instead of perfect results? That's kind of counterintuitive to what how we're trained to think, right? We have to be willing to take a mediocre step first. Progress never happens without being willing to take some mediocre steps. Think of it like the warm-up before a big hefty workout. It will get you moving. I teach fitness classes, and the warm-up is a gentler way to approach the meteor workout. People show up knowing that that's there. It feels less intimidating and demanding when people know you don't have to show up and drop burpees right when you walk in the door. So back to those three questions. Why am I doing this or wanting this? What can be, how can this be done easier? And what would it look like if I was just trying to get mediocre results instead of perfect results? Some things to remember today. Getting it done is more important than getting it perfect. Trying is better than not trying. Celebrating effort, no matter what it looks like, is fuel to a big, meaningful fire. Asking for help and delegating creates space for you. To do what really matters and gives others the opportunity to grow as well. Being willing to get a respected opinion early on allows you to edit quickly instead of spending all your energy on endlessly editing all by yourself. Asking questions will get you farther faster than trying to show you know all the answers will. Talking through ideas with a trusted friend or colleague can help you untangle the true purpose behind your tasks. Remember, everyone, well, maybe 92%, is a perfectionist at heart, and we all feel insecure in some way. I'm not sure who the 8% are, really, and that could be, be a topic for another time. Okay, my friends, let's work to realize that perfectionistic tendencies are actually counterproductive. Even though our minds work tirelessly to convince us that it is a high achieving productivity level to be perfect. Start by vocalizing your perfectionist tendencies to someone close to you. Get them out in the open so you can begin taking mediocre steps to releasing them. Who could that person be? We are just wasting a lot of precious energy by convincing ourselves that our overthinking is going to help the end result. That if we do everything ourselves, we can control the outcome. That if we don't actually try anything that risks failure, we will actually accomplish great things. We are all using too much energy and effort worrying about how we are perceived when that could be used for something truly impactful. We try to force ourselves and others to live standards and expectations that are not in harmony with what we really are capable of doing in the moment. That's just a bunch of wasted energy. Yes, we all have great potential to grow and learn, but potential means it hasn't happened yet. We need to honor and revere the process. How to do that? Here are some what if questions to ask yourself. First one, what if I allowed myself and others the space to not have reached our potential today? What would happen? Number two, what if I allowed myself the space to just focus on what I can do today instead of what I can't do? Number three, what if I allowed myself to celebrate mediocre work? Number four, what if I allowed myself and others the space to enjoy the process more? How would that look and feel? Number five, what if I allowed myself and others to do all the things above? Would my my day feel simpler or more complicated? Would there be progress? Answer those what-ifs for yourself in regards to today. Just because we simplify and focus on what we can do does not mean dropping the towel on the floor and giving up all effort. It doesn't mean forgetting our potential to grow and evolve. It does mean simplifying our focus so that what we do has more meaningful impact. What is one perspective shift you will make moving forward? After listening to this, what is your heart telling you you can actually do today? Identify what that is and and go do it. I'll be here cheering for you and celebrating with you. As always, you can check out the show notes to sign up to receive the questions sent to your email. My email address is there too. You can drop me a note. I'd love to hear if this podcast was helpful for you so that I can make progress moving forward. Of course, writing an episode review is always, always appreciated. The only way to improve this is with your help, because this is designed for you, and it is about you.